Hey everyone, this is Anthony Grants, and I want to introduce you all to this podcast. It's called Superstar PR, and it's all about entertainment insider chats with Nikki, the founder of the PR agency, Nikki Inc. This podcast chats with some serious entertainers and media insiders, always choosing people who are making a difference in the entertainment world and who have cool stories to share. Happy listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to season three of Superstar PR. I'm your host, Nikki Papayuanu, and I'm the owner of a boutique PR firm in Toronto named Nikki Inc. And I'm delighted to bring this guest to you all because not only am I a fan, but I've been seriously educated for a long time by this lady. And without further ado, we have Patricia Lovett-Reed with us today, who's the chief financial commentator on CTV News. And let me tell you about this amazing, dynamic person. As CTV News chief financial commentator, Patty Lovett-Reed coaches viewers on how to save money, stretch their income, and get the biggest bang for their hard-earned bucks. And she recognizes that financial updates are not that easy to understand, so she decomposes them. She's on CTV News, CP24, and she's on CTV Morning Live. You'll also see her on The Social and CTV Your Morning, as well as News Talk 1010 and other Bell Media channels. And how lucky are we today to have Patty with us? Patty, welcome. Oh my goodness, Nikki, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, you know, I think that, you know, with this pandemic, you're probably one of those people who's very busy because everything is so uncertain out there. But I think that you have such a fascinating story. So can I ask you, you know, about your career and the journey that brought you to this moment that you're in on TV? Wow. Oh, I started out uh, in the banking industry as a teller and I managed to sort of uh, climb ultimately the corporate ladder. But it was about midway through my career where I found myself a single mom with two young children. I had never balanced a checkbook, never mind negotiate a mortgage. And I thought to myself, um, I've got to figure this out. And the more people I asked, the more and more confused I got. And it's just because I didn't understand the terminology. And so not necessarily having a financial background myself, I thought, it just makes sense um, for me to pay it forward and, and, you know, help other people figure things out. And that's sort of how it all started. Oh my God, I love it. And I mean, like, I think you're incredibly humble in how you communicate things. And I wonder, you know, if being a TV personality has taught you something about people, like has it formed you in some way? Oh, well, first, I'm not sure I, I think of myself as a personality. And I really mean that. I just have a platform where I get to share a message. Uh, people, people have been great. Uh, when I use social media or when I get responses, people generally want to have a question answered. They want to have a dialogue. It's not so much about um, you know being on the front page of a newspaper or something like that. It's, it's that they really want to get to know you. And if they trust you, they'll share your, their financial information with you. Well said, if they trust you. And I think you're actually really trustworthy. So, I mean, I can imagine that you'd be very busy if that was something you wanted to do full time. <laughs> actually, that's funny that you say that. My husband said that to me years and years ago. Why don't you open your own business? And I thought, no, that's not really what I want to do. And, you know, I, I had a great platform. In the past, I worked at TD Bank. And uh, I love TD Bank. And ultimately, I got to a point where I thought, I, I want to take this bigger. 
And honestly, I, I never thought about going into TV until I used to do sort of appearances and they ultimately asked me if I wanted to join them. And I thought, really? I remember saying, I'm not 20. And they go, oh, we know. But that's okay. We have a lot of experience in the field. Oh my God, that's amazing. I mean, like kudos to CTV for recognizing that you're somebody people want to see because people like and trust you. But also you have something really valuable to share with people. And I mean, like I never had a financial background and I joke that I gave away my last $20 in university because <laughs> I needed it. And then I walked home a really long way home and realized like I didn't know what I was doing. But let me ask you, Patty, what's your relationship with money and where did it come from, your interest in money? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think I have a healthy relationship with money. I like money. I like talking about money. I like sharing money. Um, I really do. But I think it really came to me. I, I had a defining moment. It was when I did find myself a single mom. And uh, my daughter at the time was very young. She had a beautiful pair of red patent leather shoes on. And I remember looking at her and, and honestly saying in my mind, I'm never going to be able to afford a pair of those shoes again. And it was almost surreal because in a heartbeat, I thought to myself in that moment, oh, yes, you are. What are you thinking? And, and so my relationship with money um, sort of started to crystallize then. I think indirectly, uh, my biological father, because my mother did remarry, uh, passed away when he was 36 of a heart attack. And uh, mom became a single mom of two young children. And she, she handled it like a champ. And in fact, mom today at 87 still manages all her, her own finances. Um, I remember when my, my stepfather passed away, I said, mom, I'll step in and help you. And she said, not so fast. I may not have managed it day to day, but that doesn't mean I'm not capable. And it certainly doesn't mean I'm not um, aware of what's going on. And if I need help, I'll ask you. And she does ask, but not very often. I got to tell you. Wow. That is like the coolest thing I've ever heard because she's like in her eighties. And I think we're at a different time where I think things have moved so quickly. So, I mean, I want to give your mom a hug because that's amazing. <laughs> I will tell her that you said that. Listen, I just got my mother an iPhone. Um, after 13 trial efforts to call me, she got the 14 right. We did connect. Uh, she now follows me on Instagram. She likes some of the pictures, others she's commented on. I, I, I don't know. I, we always joke with her. We've created a monster. Oh my God, I love it. I, I, me and my friends joke that the minute we give our parents an iPhone, we just have to be ready. We've got to just... Yeah, you got to be ready. Because the phone calls start coming in. And I, and I recently got my mom an iPhone and it took about a few months for her to get comfortable with it. And I said, dad, do you want one? He said, no, no. I like, I don't want your phone, that phone. No, I don't want to call you that many times. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, there you go. But I'm telling you, it, it, it can be a game changer. But you know, I, I look at mom and I look at her tenacity and, and she is very tenacious and tell her she can't do something and she'll show you five ways why she can. I mean, and she just does it. Wow. You know, that reminds me of a really nice quote I heard in another interview where the question the interviewee had asked themselves during a defining moment was, why not me? Right. Right. That's a beautiful way to just think of things. And, and it's tenacious, like tenacious women, I think, are women who can change the world. Well, I, you know, I do agree with you. And I do think um, it's a feeling that you believe in yourself. I can tell you that um, I did not go to university. 
I actually, if I recall, probably dropped math in grade nine. I did go to grade 12 though. I, I, I know I, I know I graduated for sure. Um, but I didn't, I didn't believe in myself and I am mildly dyslexic. So I didn't think I was smart. I didn't think I had the capability. And when I remarried my current husband, I remember having a conversation with him and he kind of looked at me and he said, Patty, stop. He said, I have to tell you, the only person holding you back is you. You have this limiting belief that you can't go and be and do and become the person that you want to become. And, and I kind of looked at him and I thought, really? And he said, yeah, really. Sometimes you just have to get off your own coattails and get out of your own way. And when you do, you start to realize that your life, your book, you write each chapter and no one gets to decide how your story ends but you. Oh, I love it. You said get out of your own way. High five. Yeah. I love it. I think he I think he created a monster too. No, but you know, every once in a while we have the conversation and he says, Do you remember way back when? And and the, the joke is that it's not the best gift he's ever given me, but it's probably the one that had one of the best meanings. And it was a picture um, that literally came from Walt Disney and he put it on a little plaque himself. If you can dream it, you can do it. And, and he said, I want you to believe this because you can. Oh, wow. Well, you married a good one. I'm just going to I did. I did. You know, very well chosen. Um, and you know, I, I deal with a lot of dreamers in my business and my, my company is like, we joke that I'm a bleeding heart. So sometimes I just do PR for people who are dreamers and they're early on in their careers. And I, and I wonder sometimes Patty, I've dealt with both types of people. So I've dealt with the, the dreamers who are just starting, they haven't landed their big first film, but they're actors. And maybe they work a full-time job and they act on the side. So money is not a constant for them. It's kind of like coming and going. And then I've dealt with professional athletes who have a lot of money and they're just not sure who to trust and where they put their money. And to these two different people, what would you say? Often they're in the same age group. Well, we'll never give up on the dream, but you have to surround yourself with the right people. Regardless of whether you're starting out, you're already successful. Um, you have to have, and you know, Jim Collins is a great business leader. And I, my husband and I have actually had dinner with him, and and he often uses uh, a reference of having the right people uh, in the right seats on the bus, so you're all going in the same direction here. And I'm paraphrasing; he says it far more eloquently than I do. But it often comes down to having the right people surrounding you, people that you respect, people that you value, people that you trust. And and you know, it's a matter of not abdicating all of yourself to someone to make the decisions for you. You have to be involved. And, and I think that things grow over time that way more organically. Yes. No, that's so well said. You, I guess, you know, the, something really that stood out to me that you just said was just trust the person you're about to entrust your money with. Well, when it comes to money, I will say to people, I mean, you can trust someone and that doesn't mean that they aren't necessarily a bad apple. Um, I, I often will say that you have to work with someone that you trust, but they value you as a client. You're the client and you get to drive the agenda. How often you're going to see your investment advisor? How often are they going to reach out to you? If something goes wrong in the financial transaction between you and a financial advisor, um, is there the strength of an organization that you might be forced to follow up with? 
Um, and I think that that's so important because we've all heard of Ponzi schemes in the past. Uh, you know, you think it sounds too good to be true. And sometimes, sadly, it has been too good to be true. And so I do think having, um, having, having a vested interest where you stay connected, you understand what you're invested in, you have an advisor that will answer your questions and meet with you regularly. Uh, I, your goals have to be reasonable, but attainable. And so, you know, we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. I, I am a certified financial planner. I am with C, uh, Financial Planning Canada. But I also have an advisor that looks after our money. And we, we talk to them all the time. I'm probably not the easiest client, but I'm certainly wanting to be informed about what he's doing. Yes, no, I think you'd probably challenge him the most in the best way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know, to be honest as well, it, it's, it's between my husband and myself. We do sit down together. We collectively build our investment plan. Sometimes he takes the lead. Sometimes I take the lead. And it really comes down to uh, staying on top of things. I don't think anyone has to always be in charge. I think you play to your strengths. So if you're a, you know, a professional athlete and that's where your strengths are, that's where you're going to focus your attention. But what I will always say to people when it comes to money Never fully abdicate responsibility to someone else because no one ever will care more about your financial future than you. And that's the same for relationships. You can't just say to someone, you go ahead, you manage it, you're better than I am. No, it's your financial life. I know you're in a relationship emotionally, but you're often in it financially as well. And that's where the partnership is. Oh, that's, you know, that's really good advice. Um, you know, cause I joke, me and my husband joke that I'm the risk taker and he's, he's the conservative, but mm -hmm. we've met somewhere in between. And now we have a lot of conversations because we have to talk something to death before we do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I probably more risk oriented than my husband is. Um, but the fact is, uh, I, I like his more conservative approach. And there's also a different time in your life. Like when you're starting out, you can be very growth oriented in your portfolio and maybe take on risk because you have the luxury of time on your side. But as you start to accumulate some wealth or even your younger athletes, um, they have to shift a mindset a little bit. They want some growth to continue, of course, but there's also an important element about wealth preservation. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, that's a really good point you make just because I saw a documentary about athletes who've come into hundreds of millions, but end up with no money at the end of their professional career. You know, I've seen that. I've heard about that. Um, it's a very sad scenario. Uh, when you come into money, you often become everyone's friend as well. Um, on the other side of it, I've seen very wealthy people. Uh, Oprah Winfrey once joked that she has, you know, $50 million stashed away in case she becomes a bag lady. Now, what are the oh. odds of that happening? It's not. Money is very emotional, um, but it'll never love you back. And so you've got to treat it with a certain element of objectivity and, and be, you know, sort of clear about it. But yes, I have seen people win the lottery and the same sort of thing happens. Lifestyle just gets in the way and becomes overwhelming and people, people find themselves in very desperate situations. Wow. You know, it's some advice my grandmother used to give me and it was, Nikki, you should do well with a lot, but just as well with very little. 
You know, I was that is a great, great uh, statement. I was once sitting in a doctor's office where the individual did recognize me and, and what I did. And actually, there were two there. And the one lady reached over and she, she just kind of looked at me and she said, you know, I don't know how much money I need in retirement. I have $2 million and I just don't think it's enough. And I paused and before I could even respond, another lady leaned over and she said to me, quite bluntly, I have $200,000 and I have more than enough for retirement. And in that moment, I realized they were both right because it depends on the lifestyle that you have and the lifestyle that you're comfortable with. And who am I to judge that the one that said she had $2 million um, maybe didn't have enough. She may have had a very extravagant lifestyle. And meanwhile, someone else at 200000 living very modestly feels her life is equally great. And that's okay because lifestyle literally will drive the amount of money you either have to accumulate for retirement or the amount of money you have coming in for the lifestyle that you're living. Yes, so well said. And I guess, you know, let me ask you, Patty, now I'm sure, and I see you commenting on TV about the market, but if I give you three mm -hmm. scenarios and this is just for fun, tell me which way you'd lean. Okay, go ahead. Um, do you believe we should sell everything and move to a remote island because the markets don't look good? Should we invest in our homes and make them gorgeous? Just fix, fix, fix in case we need to sell them or learn how to invest because now's the time. Oh my goodness. Oh, that was so easy. You know what? I, I'm always going to say, um, I think is a good a good time to invest if you have at least a five-year time horizon. I think your home is a great place to invest money. You live there. And so why not make it the best you can be? Uh, rarely do I say sell everything and go to a remote island. Um, I, I believe in balance. I don't believe in uh, spending every dime you have coming in. But I also don't believe in not enjoying life today. I don't think it's an either or, it's an and. Um, I think you get to live your life and spend some money, uh, but don't spend so much that you can't save for tomorrow. So it's about, it's about balance. I'm all about balance, yes. Awesome. Well, that wasn't, I, so what do I say? None of the above? All of the above? You kind of said like two of the three. So you said it's okay if your home is beautiful, which I appreciate because we found out today yeah. that carpenter bees eating our wood roof and oh, goodness. the beautiful wood roof now is, it's going to go. It's like the one thing I love, but it's gone. And you know, it's time for everybody to learn how to invest. Well, yeah. That was a good answer. Now, I mean, that, that lends to my next question. Do you think there's an industry that during the pandemic is flourishing? Well, we certainly know um, anything associated with online has done well. Uh, I was looking at Zoom, for example, who had revenues up 169%. Uh, they went from 10 million people going on their application to at one point 300 million. Uh, it's a very interesting time right now. Uh, I was listening to the Bank of Canada governor, the new one, Tiff Macklem, uh, he just took the reins over and, and we're not through it. But if there was any sort of glimmer of hope, what I did take away from it is that we might be seeing a peak, at least for now, in this pandemic. And we can start to see businesses reopening. And that means it'll be right across the spectrum. But it's going to be slow. And this economy is going to be bumpy. And I think people have a, a brand new appreciation 
for one, if you have a job, there are people that are absolutely valuing the job that they have. I don't think we're going to see people out there spending the way they were prior to the pandemic. Um, I think there's a real focus on saving and people understand that. And, and I think coming out of it, when you talk about sectors, when it comes to where we're spending our money, um, I'm definitely seeing a trend to buying local, buying Canadian and buying quality. Yes. And I think those are positive trends. I mean, if we could support the local economy, I think we'd recover a little bit faster post COVID for whatever I know. No, I think you're right. And I think people really want to support small business. Small business have struggled beyond uh, what anyone thought. No one, we've never seen an economy put into hibernation like we've seen. We have seen economic downturns. Uh, we have seen industries pull back. We went through the financial crisis, uh, but this was different. This is where whole economies right around the globe shut down. Now, as they start to reemerge, um, there's a little element of optimism, but we're not doing cartwheels in the street because we're not there. And we've just never seen anything like this. So we are hopeful that there's going to be a rebound, but we're not at that stage yet. Yes, um, but you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm optimistic. And when I see a plane in the sky for the first time in my life, I smile and I feel a little tear in my eye. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you're right about that. Yeah. People are saying that exactly. Um, if you look at an industry that's been absolutely decimated, it would be the travel industry, tourism, entertainment, restaurants, uh, retail, unless you have an online presence. Uh, but even that isn't necessarily making up for lost revenue of some of the bricks and mortar locations. So it, I, have, I have cautious optimism like you, uh, but I just think it's going to be baby steps as we move forward. Totally. And I mean, with that, because I, you've, you've made reference to a few economic downturns, and I think you're somebody who's pretty resilient. Is there kind of a life lesson you want to share with us? A life lesson. Okay, so you know what? I, I, I that's <laughs> you can always tell me when I haven't been given the questions ahead of time. Thanks for this, Nikki. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Um, just because something doesn't happen when you expect it to happen, doesn't mean that it can't still happen in life. And I think that uh, doors will open when you least expect it. I like to get excited and follow my passion, which of course is helping people with their personal financial situation. I think one of my greatest lessons is playing to my strengths as opposed to focusing in all the time and trying to improve areas for improvement or my weakness. But I think the biggest life lesson I'm learning right now is uh, continuous learning. You've got to continue to learn, to stay current, um, and, and just, you know, constantly want to be out there. Can I tell you, I had a great experience just today. Okay. My son, who uh, works for a financial institution in the commercial banking area, he was hosting a business call for 56 of his colleagues. And he said, Mom, um, could I have you as a guest on the call? And, and I said, really? It's kind of like take your mom to work day? And he said, Yeah. And he said, you know, maybe just an economic update, an update on the employment landscape, where you see real estate and a little commentary around the markets. No more than 10 minutes. Just get on and rant. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll do it. And I did. 
And all it took after was um, a text from him. And he said, mom, you crushed it. Uh, I got to tell you, and, and my son's 34. So take your mom to work day doesn't happen very often. But that was, um, that was, that was a moment. And so I don't think ever in life you take those moments for granted. And I am, I, I'm just thrilled that it happened. But let me tell you, I prepped really hard for that, that 10 minutes. That didn't just happen. So, you know, just keep putting yourself out there is what I'm trying to say. Thank you. I mean, I don't think putting yourself out there ever gets comfortable, right? And if you stay uncomfortable, you're pushing yourself to grow. So it sounds like you were uncomfortable and I want to high five you because you, you were amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying, wow, I got two amazings in one day. I'm done. I'm, I'm done for today. <laughs> and I guess my last question, Patty, is yeah. what's a day in your life like? Oh my goodness, a day in my life. Uh, every day up at 3.30 and without fail and without an alarm after all this time. Um, I go on, I look to see how the markets are trending, what's happening, uh, who cares about the shower and makeup, but that's usually done before 5 a.m. And uh, my first chat online is with CP24 at 6.40. But what I do is I, I work with all the morning shows across the country. I send them my top three or four trending business topics so they have an idea. Um, I have regularly scheduled interviews. I write blogs every day. I'm usually done around 12.30, 1 o'clock, uh, have some lunch, and then I work out for an hour and a half almost every day. And by the way, bragging rights, I'm on day 98 straight of not missing a workout oh. uh, and hitting my rings on my watch because it's so important to me. And then by, I got to tell you, I'm not the life of the party by eight o'clock. <laughs> In fact, my husband starts to laugh. He says I get a left leaner where I'm sort of starting to fall asleep, <laughs> usually about quarter to eight. <laughs> it's funny, Patty. I used to be a night owl and then I had kids and now the night owl in me feels excited when I can make it to 9 p.m. Oh, that's wild and crazy night for me, Friday night. I live <laughs> on the edge. Yes. Patty, thank you so much for joining us on Superstar PR. Where can our listeners find you? Where are you the most active online? Online, it's going to be on Instagram at Patty underscore love it read. Um, I love to follow people back. If you DM me and you have a question, I honestly try to answer every single one. Um, I tend to have really nice followers. I'm just saying that because because I do. I know a lot of people sometimes get nasty messages. I don't tend to. But I do write blogs if you're interested. I always post them in my story. Uh, also on bnmbloomberg.ca. And once a week, I do a feature piece for ctvnews.ca. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Patty. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, you're awesome, man. Like seriously, you're awesome. And like hopefully, you know, if season four comes up and I know a little bit more, we'll have another conversation and I'll be like, what do you think about X? <laughs> uh, you darn well better have me up back again. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Superstar PR. New episodes are available every other Friday. And you know, we would love your feedback. So please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to Superstar PR on your favorite streaming service and visit www.mickeyinc.ca to sign up for podcast alerts and notifications. Thank you so much for listening.